134 of Tattoo Collecting 101 right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network. The community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those curious about the world of tattooing. And we encourage everyone to join these live streams and real world events. We aim to educate, inspire one another to create better artwork and tattoos and to ultimately leave the community place a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have going on, as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find all these shows on our Roku channel, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. So search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us there. Real quick, we just want to say thanks to the sponsors who make this all possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo conventions going on in the world right now. Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools of tattooers of all levels, as well as our affiliate, affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, we want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who makes it all possible. He's the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original oil paintings, and custom coil machines. And lastly, if you're enjoying the knowledge that we're putting out, be sure to share it with a friend and to watch another video. Was that was that was so, that the yeah. end of it? Yes. Yes. Well, I am just getting parked and situated. Where are you fine getting situated? I know. Give you guys my undivided attention. I've been on the go since '64. Uh, yeah, uh, before Indy. So last weekend was Indy, and I hit the road, headed out Thursday. I feel like I've just been go 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 ever since. But not a bad, not a bad thing. Nope. Sometimes being busy is what I want. Because then you're not thinking about nothing else other than exactly what you got to do. Yep. So how's fun? So, pretty good. Um, the tattoo world, I think, is good this week. We had indie last weekend. I feel like we're still kind of like coming off of the Hell City steam. You know, we were finally just like starting to feel back to normal after all of that. I feel like <laughs> our recap show, I was so out of it because I was still tired. Same. Um, well, we still were Indy, waiting on a lot of material, too, because it takes some of the, the artists a little bit of time to, to to edit and develop their scene and blah, blah, blah. So, like, it there wasn't as much material available as there is now um, mm -hmm. to recap with. So that's, I'm very excited to see I, some of the stuff coming out. That's something that honestly hadn't occurred to me until like the last couple of weeks now that we've been seeing like Dante uh, Delamore's photos come in and Joe's photos come in and like the things that um, the videographers are sharing. Like right. there was there was a lot of there are always a lot of talented photographers at Hell City, but the lineup of photographers at Hell City this year, I think, were artistically aligned a little bit differently and they all just kind of like fed off of one another and I got to be a part of like a lot of the conversations where the photographers were sharing tricks and then 
in Indy, some of those conversations were like continuing. Um, So I think, I think here's my prediction. I think we're at the very beginning of a whole new style of photography in the world of tattooing. It's not just capturing the scene and this is what was going on and this is who was here, but they're very thoughtfully. They produce. Yeah, it's it's just the the photography. I don't want to say that the photography has never been this thoughtful before, but like there are just so many stylized and like I I just feel like the right photographers have fallen right into the the place that they need to be, you know? Yeah, and 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 not like the photography has ever been bad, but it's really cool to see the different take on it because the the, the time to put in the editing, the time to put in the different color saturation and and really make things focal points has been really cool to see. You know what? I think I'm just going to say what I think I'm trying to say in a very unfiltered way. I think the, um, the, the feel of Hell City and other conventions like this is shifting. And I think a lot of it has to do with, and this is just my opinion, I'm sorry if this ruffles feathers, but I think the focus is starting to be more on the tattooers and the art than the pretty girls. I think years past, there was such a focus on the suicide girls and all the drama associated with them. And now that there are still suicide girls a part of it, but it's not near as big of a thing, you know, like there still are Hell City hotties, but it's not as big of a thing. And I think with, you know, all the old photographers are still part of it. um, But with this group of, I think, newly invigorated and newly passionate photographers that weren't ever necessarily in the scene for the suicide girls to begin with. Like they're actually doing private shoots and making video right. montages and stuff for the artists and for the collectors. And it's not, you know, it's not all about that pinup um, well, kind of feel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, cr- I think the crowd for the average convention over the past five years has shifted dramatically. Um, I think you have to appeal to a wider audience now. I think there are more women in tattooing that are not just prominent, but fucking destroying the scene with how amazing mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. that the influence has to shift at some point. Um, it, it, it was a predominantly male driven industry for a really long time. And I mean, the old adage says when you're dealing with men, sex sells, it's, it's what is eye candy to that particular crowd so shifting our mindset to being more encompassing has really put the focus back on the amazing fucking art that's produced and allowed the distractions to bubble down. And I think it, I think we got a couple more steps to go, but uh, I've enjoyed watching the difference because like <laughs> you've it's seen like- one model competition, you have seen every model competition and it just gets real like yep uh-huh cool if you're not into glad, it like glad if, you're here. if you 
if you're part of that lifestyle and like you live it and you know the other models, you know the other girls, you know that whole circuit of photographers and it's awesome. It's a great lifestyle. They love it. But I really love that our our community, at least what we get to see ourselves, like being fresh off of Hell City and fresh off of Indie, it's really nice that we've got all these just like I said, they're artistic, they're beautiful, they're tasteful photos and videos coming out, but it's about the lifestyle and it's about the art and it's about the Tattoos. community that we're all working to create. Like it's just, just the people around you. you. I saw I'm, more I'm pictures so delightfully of surprised. Right. I saw more pictures of actual tattoos this year than I have in a really long time. Instead of people, there was a lot of photos of tattoos. And Mm -hmm. it's a fucking tattoo show. So, like, I'm glad to see, you know what I'm saying, not just the winner, not just the, but the crowd, the crowd's tattoos, the people on the stage, off the stage, around the stage. Like, it wasn't so one focus this year i felt like the crowd was way more involved in the photography this year um yeah and you know i i keep saying different photographers but like it's just it's i just i'm like i like i just said i'm just delightfully surprised as i keep like scrolling through instagram and seeing what dante's posting and joe are posting and and I, I keep I keep saying those two because like I'm personally friends with them and I just their stuff just comes up on my feed right. the most. Um, but man, what what a great what a great thing to actually be able to notice in real time, like as these pictures are being shared. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same festival. It's the same group of people for the most part but to see how the energy is just shifting and like not only is it getting back to the art and the 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 thing that you know drives all of us but it's like we're getting back to just enjoying people and it doesn't have to be about the girl in the pinup clothes or the girl with the big hair or and mind you do you boo it's okay I don't dislike it oh fuck yeah when I think I'm it needs to be less of less of the show. It's a tattoo yeah. show. Yeah, I've never. I mean, there are some amazing burlesque dancers that we have at both shows, which are wonderful. But you know, that's not real. Like, if I wasn't friends with the dancers, would I even stop to film it? I mean, probably not. If it wasn't for the show and getting little snippets of coverage, but like, right. it's just you know, to, in, in my mind now. Goes, there's only so many times okay again we know a lot of the people that are involved in the fucking industry and i'm still like yay burlesque (laughs) it's not the genesequa is gone the 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 essence of what made it risque is gone there used to be an allure a a a um a mode that it set that isn't there anymore because it's been so overdone. And so it's very, very, very rare that you see a different take on a burlesque show. They're all very similar. 
I know and there's even, a lot of ways. <laughs> even the creative ones are still a burlesque show. And if you're not into burlesque, which, you know, if they weren't my friends, I really wouldn't be into it at all. That's not like what I do for entertainment. Can but we have a drag show cool next art. year? That'd be oh, cool. I was going to ask. Just a, sure. uh, earlier today, I saw, I believe it was on Derb's page. It might have been Hell City, though, but a, pro, a post promoting burlesque 2024. Oh, I, who, who might have said that? I, like I said, I wasn't sure if it was on Derb's page or the Hell City page, but I know hmm. one person in particular has been rallying hmm. for the idea <laughs> of burlesque. Well, hear, hear me out. We're splitting the crowd now, right? I, I, I will admit that I believe that there are more women tattooing and at the show now than men. So why now are we only appealing? And I get it. Burlesque is widely accepted and lots of people enjoy it. But what's wrong with also appealing to the other genders majority sexual preference? Why can't there be some dude lusk? What what's wrong with getting some bros up in there? Why's it always got to be ladies dancing? Maybe I want to see some mankinis. I mean, I think you're onto something. It's time to there get are there Mankini, are people that are attracted apron. to other things than women, and personally, I think that entertainment has been completely overlooked in the roster. Completely. Just said. So many options. Uh, you know, another thing is uh, with <laughs> Health City. Uh, I kind of, I don't, I don't know if anybody even really noticed that there weren't bands this year at Health City. Like there were no live oh, bands. Like oh, there it there. was, it was, it was noticed. By you, of course, but absolutely <laughs> by me. But I had lots of. No bands this year? Now, mind you, I was the person that asked that question to you. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, like, no one was upset. <laughs> but what surprise. replaced the bands was Art Fusion. Art. Art Fusion is now, like, center stage instead of, like, this little thing that's going on. And killer so art. I know we phone. talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but this was the most successful Art Fusion I've ever seen. The bio ones sure. came out great. The one that I jumped in came out great. The all girl one came out great. They were it was wonderful. Everything was good. I have a new art fusion idea. Tell me. Now I love OG art fusion and it will never die. Let it rain. But I want to do a draw like. Um, you know, okay, so I'm just gonna use Derb as an example. You know that Derb has a book called Draw Like Derb. Mm-hmm. So I say we get four artists, five artists that set their easels in the front of the stage with the back to the crowds and put one artist on the stage and draw like insert artist, right? Now, this artist comes up onto the stage and says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do happy little fucking trees, motherfuckers. And Bob Ross style, whatever they decide that they want to put on the fucking paper, they're going to have four other trained artists duplicating and or mimicking in their own style right Ooh. okay so i'm gonna put a tree over in the corner okay mr neo trad fucking put your tree there but a tree goes in the corner or 
do it just like homie on stage and try to make it exact, right? So everybody puts a tree in the corner. Everybody puts a cabin in the woods. Everybody puts the pond, the duck, and the sun in the left corner. But you now have five versions of the same interpreted art that was instructed that you can now it's almost like It's almost like taking like an AI prompt and building it verbatim, but out of five different people's imaginations. Right. I so you're guys, onto something. One person leads it, and they can make it up as they go along. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to put a fucking waterfall in the middle. All right, everybody, put a waterfall in the middle. Bingo, bango. All right, everybody, on the left corner goes a fucking lion. Now, if I'm sure if you take some time to create something that was duplicatable and fun to do, the project would be a little more successful. But I think it would be super rad and in, in a different spin on a classic that I think would crush because you can crowd participate. There's uh, people talking. You can still, all right, guys, now we're going to do this. Follow the instructions, blah, 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 blah. Five minutes to put in your starfish. And then the music goes back up. And they, do, 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 we're all drawing starfish. Do, 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 we're all drawing That's a good idea. I mean, you can get the crowd, like, part of it, too, and have them drawn. The crowd. Yeah. I think this is a really cool bud of an idea that we need to explore further. This actually got me I'm trademarking it right now for Hell City, even if it does or does not happen. I'm marking today's date and time as six. 24 on Thursday, the 15th. What's the date? 15th. 15th, 2023. <laughs> Thanks, <Kyle>. So, no <laughs> one can use my idea patented on the show. Patented. Boom. I, I, I just, just did it. Four man's patent. Four man's patent. Date, time recorded. My idea. Fuck off. It's on the record. <laughs> <laughs> It's legitimized. Um, no, I think that'd be real, real rad. I think I want to uh, also see if maybe about expanding the type of entertainment offered. Um, I think we can do some good. I think we can do some I, good. As, as awesome as uh, the art fusion was this year and the way the crowd was just literally standing there watching, like, I don't think we've ever had that much of a crowd participating with it as well. Um but I think there are potentially definitely more more ideas we could come up with to put on the main stage to kind of keep art the focal point. I, I really think it was great this year. And then at Indie, Ben came over, got to hang out this year. Um, mm-hmm. The violinist played again. She's wonderful. Yep. She killed like, it. And she sat up in the hallway when she was done and played more. Like, just amazing. Yeah, she's so well received. The first year at Indy, when she like got up there with her violin, we all like looked at each other and we were like, "What did Chris get us into? What kind of fiddle slapping?" What and did she play? Devil went be? down to Georgia, along with yeah. like, what is it, Carly Rae Jepsen? All kinds of like pop stuff that like I've heard right. so many times it drives me crazy. But I hear her playing it, and it's like this is wonderful all over again. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that she, like, she's the first, like, in, in Indy, as you, you're, like, coming to your booth. And I actually tattooed at Indy this year, 
So usually I'm running around with the camera, like not tattooing and like being social, talking to people. This year I was like actually working nose to the grindstone most of the weekend. And it was wonderful, like setting up for my tattoo and like settling in with my clients. And I knew both clients both days really well, but it was nice just like settling in with them at the start of the day with her playing because it was just chill like there it wasn't you know how sometimes the live music is just too much and too in your Mm -hmm. face and too like live music is awesome but if it's not your taste it beats your eardrums yes she's delightful and her what she plays like i said is all over the board so it's everybody's taste right that's uh something else i wanted to talk about as well we have um amassed one giant hell city playlist right and in my mind, I kind of want to go through and dissect it up and have a little bit softer intro in the morning, mid-afternoon, start to ramp it up a little bit, midday. We are popping. We pop all the way through to the main stage. Main stage, we are party mode because it's hard when you're um, cultivating a mood on a random Start the day playlist. with like the chill retro emo and whatever a little bit more modern want, and harder and I want then by the, the BPM heavy EDM bass just... thumping your heart out of your chest <laughs> boom <laughs> but we're or not whatever. ready for that for with our first cup of coffee right and sometimes when you're at the 11 o'clock competition that was supposed to be over now and there's three more categories and 42 people in each category. Um, uh, and, and the uh, way for me comes on and everybody in the audience goes. That's not what we want. It's tough. And then you got to like fade out, like skip song and hope the next one doesn't suck. And so I kind of want to mood curate maybe four or five playlists um, and and call one of them hype zone, you know, like we could just call them hard, medium, soft. No, no. We cannot break it down as simple as tacos. Okay. <laughs> but, but the thing is, some are going to cross genres. Some of the mediums are going to be in hard on the appropriate playlist. Some of the soft is going to be in the medium. Like some I of hear the you. emo mm-hmm. can fit in the soft and hard. You never know. That is very, very true. Yeah, because it can be like true. sissy wah wah and screamo. What did you call it? Sissy Wawa. Yeah, Sissy Wawa. I am making shirts that fucking (laughs) say that on it like tomorrow, and we're going to be millionaires. We're going to be millionaires. I'll split everything with you. So I own it. I want the first shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny as fuck. No, I think think we've got a lot of. momentum um this year and a lot of like oh here's simple things we can do to really make things a little bit tighter and a little bit better and that's that's how you know you got the right people around you that always through the show like this is great but you know what we can do next year 
<laughs> there were some things that um, was going on at Chris's show that was pretty awesome. And I don't know if we've talked about it, but he has videographers walking through the crowd and taking like close-ups of people tattooing and bouncing them to the TVs he's got throughout the ballroom and in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we should add. Uh, it wouldn't be I hard. I just have to nope. put like a transmitter on my handheld Sony that I am walking around with all the time and bounce the feed to you. It'd be that easy. It'd be like, well, m- maybe yes, it, I want to do transmitter that. and receiver might be several hundred dollars, but it would be cool to have anyways. Uh, several hundred bucks in a production side is, is we're good. So like, mm-hmm. I want to do that as well as run almost like CC, but it would have to be, you know, Bluetooth uh, cameras into all the live art areas. So we can in our circle of panning through everything, have live feeds from the art areas. I also want to yep. do a little bit of um, making sure that the announcements get downstairs. We might need, to implicate somebody that uh, goes downstairs and stands between the room and goes, hey, guys, just wanted to bring you up to date with what was going on up in the ballroom. Right now, we're yeah. getting ready to start Art Fusion. If you'd like to come watch Art Fusion, it starts now. There's got to be a way we could just hardwire a line down somewhere aside from um, the elevator. There's got to be a out. way. It can be done, but giant pain just so in 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 faster lighter stronger we stopped running cables down through the rooms and across the floors because they were just getting damaged and beat up and it was poor quality by the end of the weekend a lot of times things were cutting out and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and started using more of the house sound availabilities and things are like that so if we continue to do that, it would really just be as simple as either, I don't know, recording Jeff's message and taking it down on a device and plugging the device in and hitting play or something along I think, along I, those I, think lines. I have a but, solution to this problem, and it would be the right wireless transmitter and receiver to one board downstairs. So it would, we would be like to, one... We could talk about this off air. We don't need to figure out these details well, for the whole audience. People love nerd but. stuff. But yes, those are the small things that we're always trying to improve upon. And I liked sitting down and talking to Chris at Indy because it was like, he, he was like, hey, man, so how's everything going? And it, you, you get a chance to give someone honest feedback. And it was all positive. Like Chris puts on, he, he brings the right people around. Um, so the people that are there for his team are really amazing. Um so it was really cool to be able to be like, dude, it's cool to think, see the things you did well. And my favorite thing about coming to your show is, is I don't have a job here. <laughs> and he just laughed. And I was like, yeah, this is the show I come to hang out at. It's all um, close enough that I, I recognize a lot of the same faces. Um, it's, it's home team stuff still. So like it was, it's my relaxed show. Yeah, Chris's show. In, in my opinion, I I I feel like I've definitely I feel like I've probably called Chris's show a cousin uh, a sibling of Hell City, but it's probably more like the favorite cousin of Hell City. You know, brothers yeah. and sisters fight a lot, but the favorite cousin, like, oh yeah, we're gonna go hang with them, and everything's gonna be cool. Won't have to worry they about a thing. They're gonna they feed got barbecue us, shrimp and shit. Up. Scrimpies, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that that's a qualification, Scrimpies. Um, <laughs> and they're yeah, just I hypothetical. Love... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's a fun, it's a fun show. Um, it's well put together, and it's just it's nice to see it done right. Um, while we're sitting here jabberjawing on about Indy, maybe someone at a keyboard could pull up some things that would be visually stimulating other than fodernized faces. Oh, I was about to, well, Kyle's working on that little suggestion. I'm going to grab the painting I've been working on. I haven't wanted to show it off yet, but I got to show it off this weekend. It's not finished, shoot, but we're shoot, getting close. Shoot, shoot. Good coot, Kyle. Good good guy. Got camera switcher. All right, now back to fun. Well, chip, chip, chip. Chippity, chip, chip. Hey, guy that controls the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I thought you wanted yeah. I don't know if you guys can see this or not. There she is. We can see a lot of it, yes. You can't see the bottom, but. <laughs> Jesus, you really developed that like browns into that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be super rich by the time we're done. But or by the time when I done. saw it, it was almost yellow. Uh, yeah, glazing it like a little bit darker and a little bit darker. Then we've got our Monopoly car oh, down there at the bottom. Badass. So, anyways, this is gonna be when I'm done with it. This will be the uh, show poster for uh, Indy 2024. So, nice. while we're talking about like how partial we are to this show, uh, a few months ago, Chris asked me if I would do the next poster for him. So, it's been one of those things I've only kind of talked to a few people about because I was so like flattered that he would ask me to do it. Um, but you know, his entire show is Art Deco themed, clearly. Right. And I don't know anybody that's more of an Art Deco nerd than me. Have you seen my back? I don't even know anyone else that's even close to a bunch of nerd as you are. But I did a I did a little bit of homework on like no you know, Indianapolis and like some things that I could like tie into the the show poster and the theme of the show. Like I wanted to tie it into the poster he's been using as well as the the theme and feel of the show. But I also wanted to incorporate the city in it a little bit too. Um, and I found wow, this really cool photos. building. Uh-huh. Um, the it, it's an old Coke bottling plant, and they just recently turned it into a hotel. Um, but it's got this iconic waterfall arch uh, over the main entrance, so it's got like the it's like this uh, concrete or carved stone above the entrance, and it's just like waterfall after waterfall. So I took that design oh, yeah. and turned it into like. The backdrop of our girl and then the the girl in the middle the pinup if you will she's going to have the same face so it'll be this actually the same girl that's on the poster now but it's going to be her full body and then you know obviously there's the indy 500 you know you can't think of indianapolis and not right. think of cars and when i think of cars i like to think of old cars so that puts me back into like the moonshining days and like the nice. start of you know stock car racing NASCAR. So instead of doing like a specific vehicle i'm looping all the way back around i just looked up a whole bunch of pictures of the monopoly car <laughs> just, <laughs> just or, like my version of what i think like an alcohol racer would have been 
during the prohibition. So Love like, it. that's, I don't know. So it's not like a specific car, but how I imagine I'm, it would look. I've always said if I ever build a hot rod, it will be the most moonshine rat rod so running. Is, Love it. This here is Chris and Liz. And then we've got Captain and Maybell. So this is before Captain Scott is uh, what it, what are the the maple stripe pants? Yeah. Where he's got his maple yes. stripe and um, his show clothes, if you will. Yeah. Well, what? So happy. Say Embassy Suites Day Two. Uh-huh. So this was Saturday. I feel like. I didn't get to see Chris as much this year as I usually do because I was tattooing so much. On Sunday when we were getting ready to leave, I was like, Chris, I feel like I barely saw you. He's like, I know. Every time (laughs) I came by, you were working. Usually I'm, you know, even though I'm like busy running from spot to spot or I have like a list of things I want to catch or a list of projects that I'm following, like I'm usually like go, 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 but I can stop and talk for 15 minutes at any given time. But when I'm tattooing, like, you know, my clients get my attention and people walking by might get a little bit of attention but um speaking of uh photographers that's dante right there in the middle of the shot dante delamore um, um man, i, I don't know did you stuff. did you see the uh photo he took of me in phoenix are you talking about in, the one with the raft the floating the pink the pink donut that's one of my yes. favorite photos of you ever been. That, actually, that's probably like one of my favorite photos, period. Just yes, it, end of sentence. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it. I've often thought about asking him to print it for me. Because he's going to print it different than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. He sent me the file for it, but I've never, I want him to do it. That last photo I was spacing out, that was Cervena. This is Ray, Cervena uh, is one of the burlesque dancers. Um, this is Ray from Neotat. He had one of his new machines. I didn't get a chance to try it out, but Derb was working with one and really loved it. He said it actually felt like it was hitting more like a coil machine, which is pretty nice. cool. Well, um, that's the that's the like um, goal, isn't it? Everybody's taking these rotaries yeah. so far that now they're like, "Well, let's make them like coils," <laughs> which well, I think is hilarious. There, I know there that is a lot of like science. Coil, but... Well, there's a lot of science to how the needle actually travels on a coil machine, and it has to do with like the two points of contact and the frequency between those two points of contact. So it's not straight up and down, like. I describe my rotary machines, if I'm talking about them to anybody, I like a rotary machine that is a jackhammer. I like a solid stroke, nothing crazy. But some of the science behind what they're doing with the cams inside of these machines is really amazing. Like if you were to take that cam and the cam is like the part that, um, to put it into layman's terms, how do I describe this? So like if you take a machine apart, you've got your, the motor and then you've got the driver. And the driver would be like the push bar or the part that comes in contact with whatever is going to move the needle. So the cam is the piece between that. So whether it's like offsetting and it actually bends like a tiny U joint that's uh, 
inside of the machine or if it's actually the rotary motor spinning a piece that is agitating or moving the next mechanical piece up and down. If you were to take that piece, that cam, and you were to take the track on the outside of it that causes the movement and you were to lay it out in a track, that that the track, the the path that the needle would travel, if you will, could be an even like parabola where it's up 50% and down 50% or right. in in on its way to. So if you were to roll it out flat, it'd be like a line up and then down, like one smooth hill. What they've done with some of these very cleverly designed machines is now that that path of travel for the needle is not one parabola. It's going to be a large parabola and then a much smaller, like a third of one. And that is going to emulate the way the needle travels in a coil machine where it would hit and then there'd be a slight ricochet, if you will, yeah, on that in between. Yep. So they're getting clever That's enough with crazy. those cams that they can change the way the, the path of the needle. The needle itself is still moving linear, but it's not... But a 50% downstroke and 50% upstroke. They can change it. So it could be a 30% downstroke and a, a 70% up, or they can change it, like I said, right. to where there's like two parabolas within that. So you've got a hard hit and then that very soft hit behind it. And here's the magic. I'm getting deep on you if you're listening. Open it but and that, feel it. That, that second soft hit so the, the first hit is going to puncture the skin. That's going to be the drive that makes the holes that the ink will go into. That second uh, smaller distance that the needle travels is actually what's going to push the ink into those holes that have just been made, if that makes sense. Open it, then fill so, it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. where where with the way that I work with a machine that's just a, a little jackhammer that's 50% up motion, 50% down motion, the next full penetration of the needle and how I move my hand is how it's going to dictate how that ink is sucked down into that tiny little hole that's been made. So it's crazy how scientific it gets. I can't believe I just explained it like that. I should rewatch this sense, and yeah. like yeah, I should rewatch this and actually like type that out or like tell AI <laughs> to do it for me because I've heard a lot of That's people good. explain it and it didn't go that well. <laughs> <laughs> like to the average person, Ben, can you explain what a cam is to the average person that doesn't know anything about mechanical doodads it's or the cars? Part of the motor that turns inside that if you adjust makes it go. <laughs> That's what a cam but is. what does it do? What does the cam do? It rotates. And it adjusts the, the path traveled by the pistons? Mm -hmm. So the cam is what actually, it takes the power from the actual motor and pushes it to the point that is our mechanical movement. Yep. Yeah. And when you adjust that on a car, it makes it sound like it's going to backfire and shoot flames out there in there, or out there the muffler. So long story short, that was a long rabbit hole, but this guy Ray <laughs> is a bad scientist. And some of the stuff that he's been doing with Neotap machines all along is wonderful. I've always liked his Neotap machines because they, like I said, it's the jackhammer. It's that steady, hard hit. You've got to have a soft hand. You've got to have your needle depth set properly, things like that. But the machine itself is a tiny little jackhammer. 
And I think it's wonderful to work with if you can understand how to work, work it. I um, used a Welker machine for years instead of a Neotat just because there was like a counterbalance feature in a Welker. But raised machines are wonderful. I have tried and worked with a few with zero complaints. His machines are beautiful. Um, I'm kind of a little bummed I didn't get to try this little bad boy that Chris is holding in his hand. Hmm. Sorry, guys. That was a long science rabbit hole to explain. I'm salty I didn't get to try this machine yet. I wonder if there's <laughs> only a way that we could set that up. You know, I bet it <laughs> probably just like buy one or I don't know if he well, just Sean, Don't we talk one. about all the time about how just to reach out and talk to people and how if you want well, to connect with artists and people, you just send them an email and you go to the proper channels. I'm sure that you could do that as well and get your hands on. Well, I'm going to ask Derb if Ray just gave it to him to try for the day or if he like lent it to him to try and get feedback. Because, you know, well, people, yeah, this one, it's, it's it is one of the one. cool privileges of being at Red Tree is a lot of times we do, we are able to get our hands on prototype machines. And, you know, sometimes people will send machines to Derb just because they want him to carry them or like the machines that we already carry when they come, they came out with a new model not too long ago. And that's the little guy that I've got that I've been working with for a few months now um but we're really privileged to be able to kind of be in the loop to get to try new things you know there's there's nothing more empowering in an industry than this in an industry like this than to look at somebody that makes the tool that you use day in and day out and they say here's the newest one that we've put all of our brain power into it let us know what you think of it and how we can make it better for Mm -hmm. you I take that very seriously when somebody says it to me because those littlest adjustment could make my life easier but it could make hundreds or thousands of other tattooers lives easier just tiny little adjustments and suggestions, you know? Right. So I think that's one of the more empowering things that uh, as a tattooer, if you're ever like, if you're ever on a pro team or anything like that, and you get to try the new stuff, give them feedback. Like, yes, take that, that, take that item you've earned for being on the pro team, but like actually give feedback. If you're working for an ink company and there's like, a color that you don't like or a color that doesn't work quite right or you know ask why doesn't this work this way and it might be a little problem they don't even know they have but like in being in a position of privilege you can actually make suggestions that change and help our industry I mean you can take the free stuff and run with it that's cool or you can actually like take the time to give feedback because that's what the companies really want when they're giving you these things like I joke around that for um true tattoo supply Derb has his own R&D team right there in the building you know (laughs) there's 13 of us to use any and every new idea that he has and a lot of times he does have like multiple iterations of prototypes before something goes into mass production so it's one of those things where it's like really important to be like, this is a great idea. It's working like this, but hey, Derb, could you just change the tolerance? Like, can you have them change the tolerance of this piece so it locks better? Right. Or, you know, it's one. It's those things where like 
on paper, it looks perfect. Functionally, it should work great. But when it's a matter of changing the tolerance of like at the outer circumference of something by a mill, one mill, and all of a sudden it fits better and it's more precise. Without feedback, they can't make that tiniest adjustment that makes a mediocre product excellent. So, sorry, I got another science tangent, guys. I don't know what's gotten into me today. Science and tangents, apparently. It's all right. Um, yeah, you know what I, happens I always when you start watching. talking technology and gadgets. <laughs> I've always watched, I've loved watching the like, and next on the docket, this is what's rolling out and having that little sneak peek behind scenes. Like, we watched uh-huh. him make the stir and the all the other stuff that has recently come out, and it was really cool to like. Well, the very, very the first prototype, the... the very first prototype of the stirrer that came in, the ink stir cartridge that we carry, at, mm-hmm. uh, True Tattoo Supply. Um, Derb was in Vegas, but he was super stoked when they got there. He's like, "Okay, go get them from the package." Blah blah blah. And like Run they had me send him videos. Yeah, he's like, yeah. so I'm, you know, it's me. So of course I'm taking like cinematic little slow mos to send to him. And like, I got like, what colors was it? It was like purple concentrate and cotton candy pink, and it was like purple, like your lights behind you, which look wonderful tonight. Um, in in minutes, it went from like almost black purple to a beautiful, well mixed, you know, and then a few little adjustments and suggestions and now they're much better. Ooh, those things are really cool. Little little iterations and adjustments, changes. But all right, we derailed from the indie photos again. You yeah, want to pull that Instagram back up? Let's yeah. see who else we stumble across. An aisle. That's a pretty so, one. We had uh, hey, at the edge of the booth, I think one of the, the new favorite uh, attractions of the, the True Tubes area is the ball pen cartridge test out <laughs> station. That's the spot to be. You'll see that if there were these four kids that came around a few times. Um, they were together all day. I don't know if they belonged to somebody who worked for Chris or their parents <laughs> just worked at the show, but the four of them stayed together all day. They were very well behaved. Like, you know how kids will bicker a little bit, but then they'd like get each other back in check real, real fast. They were really fun to watch. Aww. But like the first time they came around, uh, Jess and I were like, you guys want to try it out? And we turn it on and get it started for them. And each one of them like makes a little squiggle and they put it down and like, awkwardly look at each other it's like you can draw us you can change the colors and I swapped the colors out and they relaxed a little bit and they each drew like all four of them took turns and they like wrote their name or a word or little things but the next time they came around they instead of being there for like two minutes they were there for like 10 minutes and then the next time they came around I was just finishing this little like scribbly landscape and then I gave one of them the pet the uh, pen machine, and they stood there for like another ten or fifteen minutes. And 
It's like mm-hmm. I, every time I turned around and I would see them, I just know they were going to be there for like five or 10 minutes longer than they were the time before, but they were very good. And like by, you the know, the end of that it. evening, when they came around, they were making like nice little drawings with it. So it was one of those things where like it felt incredibly awkward to them the first few seconds, but just you know, within a day of coming around every so often because they were bored, they were actually able to like draw and write and like do things for real with these pen machines. So it's pretty cool. Like, like I said, I don't know if their parents worked for Chris. I don't know if they were like kids of artists, but they were, it was awesome to watch them discover this new art tool that, you know. Yeah, oh, me loved it. Anybody could have. Yeah, she she was there doodling away for quite a while with her little yeah. pink nails, cute as can be. Um, we have a you can't touch that rule on tattoos and tattoo equipment and things like that at the house and at the studio. And there's very strict rules at the tattoo shows about how you know you can't go back into a booth and you know blah 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 blah. Hands to yourself basically. So to have a thing that they could do and touch and be like it really immersed her in the experience and she had a blast i'm glad that lily got to come because this year at hell city she was old enough as she was walking around with M. she was old enough that she knew people and she could like run up to people and say hi herself right um so then to go to indy even though what what is it a three-hour drive from columbus and she was a trooper bro like um it's like she she got to see that whole crew of people all over again. So like even as little as she she gets to experience that little family reunion kind of feel we always talk about. Yep. She calls um, Hell City and True Tubes her team. Um, (laughs) And it is cute as shit. It hits me in my feels every time. Um, She got a little baby Hell City shirt this year. And like she came sporting it like gonna go see my team they're in a different convention (laughs) like she knew what was up like we're going to indiana well like she was fired up and to watch her little face be like i know these people what's up derb what's up fawn (laughs) jess brian like she knew everybody there and it was it was really cool to um have that space for yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty stinking wonderful. Um, it's kind of nice the, you know, we, we talk about our tattoo family quite often, uh, like around Red Tree and, you know, the, you know, the warehouse, like we, we, we definitely do have our tattoo family and it's just, it's really cool for a kid to be able to just carry on. So like, I don't want to say carelessly, but carefree, you know, and to know that, not only is her parent watching out for her, but she's got her whole team watching out for her. Right. What a cool, what a cool experience. Like, for, well, I guess I, I'm, it's just now occurring to me what a cool experience that must be for her. Like, from her point of view, like, there's 40 adults here and every one of them she knows by name and they know her. Like, that's not right. something that a lot of little kids get to experience to that degree. Well, and she gets to see us in our positive, open-minded, free state, if you will. Um, not a lot of parents have a 
social network. Um, heck, Mike, a tattoo family. There's nothing else I can think of that comes anywhere near that. Um, yep. And to see that sense of community and to see that style of uh, friendship and action doesn't happen very often. We are very blessed to be in this circumstance. So to provide oh, yeah. that space for it was really cool. Yep. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those things like, I don't know. I say it all the time, like hats off to Derb for curating a great group of humans to work with and learn from. But, you know, when we consider the entire Health City team, in that equation we've got the whole jujitsu family we've got like right. kids that derb's known since i call them kids they're my age but people that derb's known since <laughs> they were like little kids you know like, yeah, they're in their 30s now <laughs> they have their own kids right well that was the other thing like uh sid's baby was there um mm -hmm. and got to hang out with lb and it was a very um welcoming uh I, 15 years ago you saw a kid at a tattoo convention and everybody cringed like who is watching that child mm -hmm. and to have her be part of that and be not just part of it but welcome and part of the crew she she eats it up she loves it loves it loves it yep talked about it the whole ride up <laughs> going to see the team blah 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 like yes baby Team. Well, she got the full experience. She got to get her nails painted downstairs at one of the salons that uh, Chris had there that were doing hair weave-ins and um, manicures and stuff like that. They were doing all kinds of nails. They didn't even have like polish. They were only doing gel. And they went way out of their way to like go out in the stuff that they were selling and then sold me the kit and then put the nail polish on her. Like it was not something they were offering. It was not like they didn't have to do it. They set her aside in her own special place and, and made sure she was taken care of and gave her that salon experience. <laughs> and again, she ate it up like, oh, that was so cool to be able to do that at the tattoo show. And blah, blah, blah. like she had a blast. It was like trick or treat for her. She walked around with the tree tubes bag and was picking up candy off all the tables and stickers. Like she owned the place. And not one person stopped her. So, <laughs> good times. Sitting here at a little park, something must have gotten out. Cars are starting to drive by now. A minute ago, there was a sheriff that looped around and just sat. I don't think she was really paying any attention to me, but I am sitting in a vehicle and it looks like I'm talking to myself. That is very true. Um, but you got to think they're probably used to that now. I uh, realized that okay, it, uh, Ohio has recently passed a no cell phone use at all. You can't change yeah. your GPS. You can't reach up and change your radio. It's not, you can't touch your phone anymore. Right. So like I pulled off the road to grab my phone because it was uh, important. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm doing the things and I, I had to check emails in the process while I was on the phone with this person and I was back and forth and doing a couple of things. 
and uh, got off the phone and hung up the phone and looked up and realized that what I pulled into was the municipal parking lot. But what was attached to the municipal building was the police department. <laughs> so I like pulled into the police. To, like I have uh, materials in the car and like lend my hand. <laughs> and I'm like doing the things and I'm like, oh shit, I'm at the police station. I should <laughs> put this out. <laughs> and then, you know, continue with my journey. But it was, it made me laugh real, real hard. This has been many years, and I thought you were going to tell a story like what I'm about to tell. So do you remember Do you remember back in the day when cell phones existed that did not have, this is way before touchscreen, but they didn't even have QWERTY keyboards? You yeah. had the like... 555-3377? Boom. It was those days. So me being me and the fact that I'm dyslexic a little bit, I was never able to like actually like be able to work that without looking at it I always had to look like even once I got familiar with it so there was no like blind texting back it just didn't happen so anyways long story short I was in my sister's Grand Prix it was a 94 Grand Prix bright blue super loud bass she my sister Brittany she's like an undercover hood rat you wouldn't know it by looking at her now maybe a little yeah uh, she's not under much cover she took pride in being the girl in town that had the nicest system. Like out of all the other girls, she definitely had the nicest system. <laughs> probably most of the men that were like competing with one another with their system. So this car was like obnoxious and it banged and like it did kind of stand out in a crowd. And I think she had something like Lady Boss or something like that on the back. Can't remember for sure, but it was something kind of gangster across the back window. Long story short. Long story short, I'm on one of these side streets and I believe my mom texted or maybe Brittany texted or whatever the circumstance. Somebody texted and I was like, oh, I need to reply to this. So I like skirt skirted and I just park in this little like it, it was like where a driveway will be. So I just like skirted off and I was just sitting there. Lo and behold, before I send my message, and it was like a little conversation we were having. So I had to like send a message, get replies. So I was sitting there for a couple of minutes and this car pulls up behind me and I was like, great, it's a cop. Sure enough, they don't hit the raspberries and blueberries, but they turn the spotlights on on the side and bloop. Cop walks up. He's like, is there anything we can help you with tonight? And I like pick my phone up. I was like, I was just texting. He was like, oh carry on have a great night (laughs) thanks for not being an idiot have a good evening i just like picked my phone up i was like i was just texting like "Eh, you got me but it was the simplest easiest like oh okay have a good night they drove off Um, i thought you're gonna tell me some shenanigans because you stopped and got harassed but i I do my heart was beating i was like oh man i'm doing something wrong i know it but I wasn't. I pulled off into a parking lot of an apartment complex one time and was on the phone and texting and this, that, and the other. And someone called the cops. Um, And it was, it was not that smooth and easy going. And I'll give you all the details when we're not recording them, but it was um, invasive to say the least. Here's why I was nervous because it wasn't my car and I didn't know where, first of all, at that time I didn't smoke weed yet, but Brittany did. So 
wasn't my car. I didn't know if she had a stash in there. I didn't know if I was going to get searched. So like, as soon as that car pulls up behind me, I'm like, great. It's a cop. And as soon as the spotlights (laughs) came on, I was just like, like instantly going to jail. (laughs) Yeah. The anxiety was all in me. Like the story itself is not dramatic, but for me in that moment, it's like, Oh my God, what have I, what have I gotten myself into? I should have just texted and driven at the same time. (laughs) How many times have you been, driving down the road and the cop flies up with the lights on behind you and you're like oh and then he goes around you (laughs) not this last speeding ticket i got but the one before which was actually four or five years ago probably anyways this cop comes flying up behind me and i just don't do anything like i get a little bit over and i'm riding the line and i'm like like after a minute i'm like Oh, he's really pulling me over. So I pull over. And he's like, any reason you didn't stop sooner? I was like, honestly, I thought you were going to go around me. That's why I just rode the line. I thought you were going to scoot around. He's like, nope, it's you. He was like, he goes, did you know it was 45 back there? I was like, no way. I thought it was 55. He's like, everybody does. Well, officer. That explains a lot. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think I did get cited that day, but he was incredibly pleasant. I wasn't even upset or any, like all the times that I have sped and not gotten cited for the rare <laughs> times that I have gotten caught, I will take it. But I mean, I, there's sometimes, okay, so I was on my motorcycle one time and uh, this wonderful gentleman, um, decided that he needed to be right in front of me immediately and going 20 miles an hour slower than he was. Now, if I would have seen what he was looking at at the beginning of this, my reaction might have been a little bit different. But what my reaction was, was you almost hit me and I pop into the lane next to him give the old throttle a little twisty McTwisterson and I fly by his window with my finger up and dart in front of him and look over to the two bike cops that are on the side of the road. <laughs> and the cop literally just looks at me and goes, like, <laughs> and gets on and he comes and I, like, I knew he was coming. We made eye contact as he was looking yeah, at Yeah, when you radar. got like, this, like the fuck guy so he comes in he pulls me over and i i stopped down the road a little bit and he's like do you want to know what like that's the first thing he says not hi not how you doing like not not anything he's like do you want to know what i actually clocked you at and i just laughed i was like no he's like 92 i'm like absolutely no way this bike doesn't even go 92 and i just start talking shit about my bike because <laughs> it's a motorcycle cop like um it was fun and then he yelled at me and he wrote me a speeding ticket but not for 92 because um, i explained to him what happened and he was like i understand sir but that was not the appropriate response <laughs> and i was like you're you're right so yeah, sometimes they just get you. Kind of got to just then. eat it and say yes, sir, and and take it the on the fu- nose. You know, <laughs> I do speed. I'm not gonna say that I don't. I do speed. 
I am not Moderately. a reckless speeder, though. I am not. Um, I do like when traffic is going fast and there's like a pack of cars that's going fast. Like, I'll totally keep up with that pack of cars, but I'm not reckless whatsoever. But the times that I have been caught, che- uh, not cheating, but speeding, the times I have <laughs> been caught speeding, I was not speeding on purpose. It was, it's, I've, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's always been an like, accident. It was Van Dango, man. Van Dango. Yeah, she goes. Oh, she goes. She you goes. wouldn't think so. You would, to, th- to look at her. I followed so. you. I know Van Dango goes. Oh, man, we were going to Kyle's house. He was just moved recently. Kyle, are you even still paying attention to us or did you fall asleep? I've been listening the whole time. What are you talking okay. about? I was just making sure you're still around. But Kyle was giving me a hard time because I flew past him and everybody going to his house when we were helping him move. Sounds right. Sounds right. I just wanted, I just wanted to get ahead in case, like, you know, somebody <laughs> needed to, like, block traffic or make way or hey someone's got it right yeah somebody's got to pull up first (laughs) somebody always about to pull up (laughs) Uh, well it was nice to uh get a brief glimpse at indy i am Mm -hmm. sure that over the next week or so those photographers are going to be having a nice little uh photo dump if you will and there'll be a lot more material uh, I know that most of the photo- photos from Hell City are coming in and wrapped up, so maybe we can uh, dive a little deeper into those catalogs here. I actually really, after seeing these photos come in, like I was talking about at the beginning of the show, I really feel like we need to dive into Hell City and Indie like in depth next week. I'll have the footage that um, I've got on our handheld, and then. I've got some good pictures on my phone. Derb and I were working side by side. So I'm going to gather in, a lot of a lot of indie pictures. In true we Ben fashion, working. I took zero photos. I am that guy that we can be two days into an event. And they'll be like, do you think I got three pictures of Hell City this year? And one of them was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Half sideways like, pocket photo. No, I was pulling my phone out, and it's a, it's a cross shot of the the uh, soundboard, all fuzzy. Um, nice. And then two pictures of LB with her facing cutouts. That's does it. Does it? That's all you mean. Well, Kyle. they pay photographers. I wait for the purse. Kyle, what's new in your world? Um not too much just been painting i was like i was sick over the weekend so that's why i wasn't able to make it to indy well you I mean had, like, you were sick i you had were like, down with the sickness yeah i was <clears throat> i had like strep throat for a day uh I saturday. Saturday. yeah just a day like, yeah well i you got get, like the antibiotics strep- and then the next day it was just like basically gone you don't get strep for a day well Are you sure it wasn't like gonococcus not that I'm now aware. That lasts longer than a day, also, Ben. Well, I mean, sometimes the flare-ups don't. <laughs> well, I'm still on the medicine and whatnot, and staying away from people. But yeah, I'm sorry, that's how my I'm weekend was. Okay. I got strep throat after Hell City. Man, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Um, and then had to go hike in the woods. All fucking. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it was great. It was, oh, I'm sure it, was, it got it out of you, though. <laughs> yeah, oh. got it all, all of it. Ben, all. speaking of your hike, hike in the woods, uh, do you want to talk about your friend that you were telling me about? Well, I want to talk to him first, but what I will say is, we talk about all the time how tatty bros are tatty bros are tatty bros are tatty bros, and it doesn't matter where you are. So, in my being laid up at the swimming pool, um fellow uh tatty bro comes into the pool and we are instantly like bruh <laughs> bruh and sat and yacked all day and it was like immediately having a friend he was there with his family and it was nice to have that like if you need anything i'm here type of immediate motherfucking homie um Guy's name was Rob. He's a really, really cool dude, and I want to bring him on the show not only because um, he he wasn't lacking in the Tadillac apartment. He was he had a bunch of face. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Did you say Tadillac? Yeah, yeah. That's above uh, that's, above that's a new thing. average collection. It's a Tadillac collection. That's 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 a thing now. You can write it down. Three uh, percent. Tadillac. So like. He has a very unique heritage. Um, I don't want to spill the beans too much because I want him to be able to talk about it. Um, but not a lot of people get the kind of connection and culture that he gets with his tattoos. Um, and not only that, they, they actually represent something. And it's something that he deeply believes in and fights for and works for and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's, it's a really cool story that I really want him to tell. But we obviously exchanged information and by the end of it, I was like, bro, you're going to have to come ramble on this thing we do. And he was like, absolutely. So I want to, uh, I want to let him tell his story because he does it way better than me. Um, but yeah, I am very, very excited to reach out to him and see if we can't get him on here. Gavin with us. But yeah, it was really I cool to be stranded somewhere and literally didn't have a car walked into this place type of, situation and to have a guy be like well everything's good right like you've got a you got a plan you got people you got like you, you he didn't know my goddamn name you know what i mean but right off the rip it was like oh you're in a situation like you're good so to have that kind of uh immediate homie is something we talk about all the time and to be out of state and out of uh, sorts and not normal and to have that immediate connection with a fucking stranger. I've known this dude for five minutes and he was like, I'll drive you where the, where you need to go, bro. Like, let's go. Like, kid, wife, hold on. I got shit to handle. Like, <laughs> that's not how it went, but that was definitely his attitude. So it was, it was it very... Is, it uh, is kind of cool when... I'm not saying that tattoos are the only thing where you can like look at another person and be like, okay, you've been through a lot of the same experiences and clearly have the same mental fortitude that I do. You can't be half bad, you know? Well, especially if it's the same style of tattoos that you like, or you see the uh, similarities in your collection and you've already had that like, um, introduction conversation and immediately from that it was like we didn't yeah i don't know it's it's hard it's hard to to talk about that immediate like we know each other now 
You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't get that style of conversation without that level of icebreaker with normal human beings. So it's to like to the... to really cut through the bullshit, it it was made it easy to communicate faster. You know how uh like there's like the like if you know you know you know when you see somebody that's like heavily tattooed and like like you said similar work or just like hours and hours under you know what I mean when you can tell somebody's just kind of gone through through those like emotional and spiritual hoops whatever motivated them to get the tattoo doesn't matter but the fact that they did the yeah. fact that they sat through it the fact that they experienced that pain and sat there anyways the fact that they went through the recovery so many times like those are the things it doesn't matter what the tattoo is about what motivated you to start the product the project but those are the those are the accidental things that we stumble into to where it's like when we say that's my tribal family it's because we've been through these spiritual traumatic and healing moments that right. if you haven't been there you can't explain that to another person and there's no other way to to like say it other than if you know you know and if you don't you never will like and that's why when, you know, you just have sympathy for the person that you identify with, like you already know you've been through things. So like, if you're already like most of the way through a bodysuit and you're walking with a limp, oh, homie, you're really hurt. Right, right, you right. You know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> well, and it was one of those like um, immediate connections because you, you have the freedom to, I don't want to say cut past the pleasantries because you knew I'm over polite most of the time anyway, but to have that immediate, like, I can just take a deep fucking breath and be myself. You don't need to worry about their ulterior motive of conversation. You don't need to worry if there's, they're asking these very pointed questions. Is it because they're being judgmental or is it because they're genuinely interested? I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool. And you can kind of hear like, uh, mm -hmm, that's a choice in their voice. But there will still continue to engage in conversation because we're pretty well spoken. So, like, it's it, it intrigues a lot when of people. When we choose to be. Yeah, when we choose to be. But it intrigues a lot of people that wouldn't necessarily be intrigued. And you can almost hear the kind of, is it condensation? Condescending. Or condescending, condescending tone. I was going to say, you can almost hear the condensation in their voice, but that just <laughs> makes it sound rusty. Um, so, like, I don't know to to not have to worry about that double edged sword and be like, oh yeah, man, yeah, we're 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 good. I mean, it makes it real easy and relaxing. There's mm -hmm. freedom in that. Yep, that's a cool thing that we all get to be a part of. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to say that it takes big tattoos to be a part of that that tribe, but if you've had even just a little painful tattoo and you, you know, gritted your teeth and you stoically well, or there's the levels to this shit. Yeah, you're that that was your ticket. That was your ticket. To yeah. like there's levels to know? this shit. Don't get me wrong, but even someone that is a new collector, the first thing they want to do when they see a, a heavily tattooed person is show them their tattoo. They're so happy. They're so proud. And it's kind of our job to support that, regardless of our opinion of their tattoo. Um, and I'm it, right it's here because. Ben shush fawn but like you know what i'm talking taking about her clothes off again 
No, like we sit down at fucking TJ's and it's it's we're in shorts and t-shirts and the server comes up and wants to show us her um <coughs> entry level tattoo <coughs> and is pumped about it because they 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 see the tribe and they're attracted to that and, and it's kind of our job to be like that's cool and 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 accepting love even and a lot of times they're rad don't get me wrong but I mean, their tattoo, not the person. People are always right. But you know what I mean. Yep. Levels. Levels to the levels. I'm just imagining our last conversation like that. I'm sorry. Like, as my coffee is being refilled, I'm picturing the forearm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a tattoo. Yes. Yes, I bet it looks just like the picture he drew. (laughs) And then I believe when we were walking out, there was somebody coming in to pick up like an Uber Eats order or something like that. And they were like, cool tats, bro. And then asked you if you were the artist. And we were both like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. (laughs) Books are fun, bro. Books are fun. Thanks. Thanks for the way you handle that, by the way. Like anytime we're together, like sometimes you'll be like, oh yeah, this is fun. She happens to do this. Other times you'll like be wrapping the conversation up and I'll be like 35 yards away already. You'll be like, yeah, <laughs> the coolest tattooer just walked away. And I'll be like, no, just left. Thanks for letting me leave the conversation well, before. And not that I don't I like ha- talking to people about tattoos. It's just sometimes it gets awkward when it's one of those like, uh, yes, I encourage you to get tattooed, but you are not asking me to tattoo a landscape on you or some crazy space right. outer space stuff, are you? You gotta, you gotta read the room, right? If you want Shaquana on your neck or you want your baby's daddy's name across your chest, there's places to do that. Um, it's just not at the um, private studio where people are more vested in the art aspect of the tattoo than making sure you have a trinket. Now, Ben, do you actually know anybody that's actually got a Shaquana tattoo? Yes. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. What ethnicity is that? Do you want to pull up a picture of it? Or <laughs> um, I worked at a street shop, man. <laughs> like a street shop. That that it was. I printed this off the internet, and I want you to put it in this spot. And they went, "Okay, there you go." I hope you're happy with the decisions you made. Do you remember at the, the beginning of Son-in-Law, that movie from the '90s with Polly Shore, the tattoo scene? <laughs> Yeah. Lee from Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you guys haven't seen this movie, you gotta rewind, jump in, jump into the vault and watch it. It's called Son-in-Law, Polly Shore. It's wonderful. Anyways, Lee from Red Hot Chili Peppers has a cameo as a tattoo artist in the very beginning. And, you know, she's like, oh, she ends up getting a little butterfly. But it's like this whole shop filled with like 90s flash. Perfect for when the movie was made. This is, it was perfect for the time. But Flea's all like out. Yeah, Flea's all spaced out. And they're like, what should I get? And he's like, you pick it, I stick it. I stick it. It's just stuck with me ever since. I mean, I'm sure that's what everybody said all the time. But I'm specifically thinking of Flea 
Yeah, with every time. blonde hair, saying, "You pick it, I stick it." <laughs> Not caring at all. It was amazing. Um, I mean, there was a time that artists prided themselves on how many tattoos they did in a day. Oh yeah. I did 14 today. Hey, yeah, but how many were good? <laughs> uh, Two. Um, I, I always remember the, I did a traditional piece at opening, and then I did a traditional Japanese piece at lunch, and then I did a realistic portrait after that, and then my closer was I did a dog portrait in black and gray or insert different style here and mm-hmm. that's what was cool to watch for me at the street shop because the, the uh, i joke a lot about it but the little level of artists that were there were insane so to see the versatility to go from style to style to style to style and just crush it was really what made those things special and really made it cool. And that was the pride we encouraged. But you worked at a good street shop where the artists yeah. clearly took pride and leveled up and leveled up. But, you know, there's a whole culture of artists that were bang them in, bang them out. Like, they didn't care oh. if it was good. They didn't care oh, if the, the lines on the banner were straight. They didn't care if the lines on all the letters weren't wonky and wiggly. They didn't care if there were holidays in the shading. I didn't know it was my job as the artist to proofread. You brought me the word. I tattooed it. And it's got nothing to do with how it's spelled. <laughs> there was a time. Yep. Not so long ago. <laughs> Wait, today. Um, <laughs> I want to start doing shitty street shop reviews and just mm. go in with a camera and be like, guys, if it looks like this, you should fucking leave. <laughs> and just say it real loud in the lobby. Mm. Start calling them out. You guys call your shop a sh- uh, you, like you you open people's skin in this filthy fucking environment. Look at this dirty ass floor, but we don't talk shit, so you know. But I still want to do. It. But something I want to do on a serious. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know a tasteful way to do that. Oh, well, with a lot of sarcasm. Minnesota sweet baby you just smile as you say it and everybody assumes you're joking yeah. um, so I, but on a real note I do want to occasionally maybe once a month start doing shop of the month and bouncing around because we've got some fucking powerhouses here in town that are worth swinging by and saying hey we're out here um Locally, I mean, we can do yeah, mini road trip. Call it. We could call it like a mini road trip or mini on the road or something like that. But like, we can load up all the equipment in Van Dango and zip across town, no problem. You know. I think I would like to maybe start making that a segment. I don't hate that idea. One of the things I've always wanted to do, and I mean, all it would really take is some coordinating. 
And I mean, for that matter, we could be at multiple shops, like the way we're coming in from three different locations right now, we could be at three different shops comparing and contrasting. We could be like at a private studio, a working class walk-in shop, an upper echelon walk-in shop, and we can compare and contrast like this is this is exactly what this should be. This is what your standards should be for this type of shop. And like, the way. show people. And Let's when I said way. working class, when working class shop, I've got a friend, his name's Dustin. He worked with me um, when I was still working in Marion. And that's his slogan is that he's a working class tattoo shop. But in reality, he's like a very good, very traditional very you know quality tattoo artist so it's funny that his slogan is like working class because I I feel like sometimes that could be like taken as a derogatory way but he's a very proud of it he's very proud of being a hard worker and like loves that his clients work hard and work with their hands and things like that right so I think it'd be really cool to have or like we could just like compare Dustin's shop with like Dana Brunson's shop because he's a huge Dana Brunson fan and like you can see after I saw Dana's shop I can see like oh this is exactly why Dustin set everything up exactly the way he did it's just just like Dana's but with newer original flash all over the place I love it I love it I love it I love it um Speaking of Dana, I saw Dana over the weekend, got to chit chat with him a little bit. I'd love to run over there and visit with him again sometime while we're on the topic of traveling to other shops. Um, I'd love to set aside an evening sometime and maybe pre-record a little bit with Marty. Maybe we could just sit down in the warehouse and just take a time that's convenient for Marty and listen to him talk at us. I think that we need to replay the end of this episode with a calendar in front of us. <laughs> okay let's make okay. it happen all righty well how are you guys feeling about wrapping up for today and then next week we can dive in deep maybe not so deep into science but more into the indie show <laughs> and then more into health city now that all the uh nice photos and videos are rolling back in big fan big fan everybody's Sounds back like in studio plan. next week yes everybody in house yep all right, the, the old gang is going to be back together. Let's party. Awesome. It's been a while. All right. Well, I guess thank you everybody for taking the time to tune in, listening to us banter about tattoos and tattoo shows and tattoo science apparently tonight. Um, whatever else bullshit. <laughs> randomly getting pulled over by accident. Whatever. Whatever we talk about. Yeah. You guys know. If you've, if you've been Bonnie watching Chris. us this long, Bonnie you know. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually, like, watch us at this point to, like, really learn about tattoos and how many just sit back and, like, giggle at our shenanigans. Um, one of my clients, 50, 50. Eric. You know Eric with long hair? Yeah. And all the... Yeah. Okay. He... I think he watches us, if not every week, just about every week. And, like, the few times that we miss an episode, if I'm going to hear about it from somebody, I feel like it's Eric. Not, like, bad, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Like he I noticed you were just... on. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, I didn't get my weekly dose of shenanigans. That's funny. Um, That's so funny. He's yeah. a great dude. Yeah. We we need to have him on sometime soon. His collection's gotten out of control. Um, yeah, he's been yeah. again hitting it hard. So 
Uh, well, actually, he and Derb have been communicating. We're going to have an art night at Probst. Probst? Probst. Can't talk. The bar he works at. Amazing. Oh, that's his bar? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. He, well, he works there. That's one of yeah, his. Yeah. One of his side hustles, I think. Okay. Um, but we're going to have an art night as a team over there in the upcoming future. So I'm pretty excited nice. about that. But. All right. Well. Well, safe travels, Miss Fawn. I would um, greatly appreciate tomorrow if you would send me a text message, even if it was just a picture of Eva Joy of your house up home. So I know you're home and safe. Because okay, yeah, I'll be, I'll be home early tomorrow, swooping my doggo up, and then I'll be back at the studio. Okay. So safe the travels. next couple of weeks, I'm kind of like working tattooing non-stop so all right guys well thanks then kyle thanks for taking the time getting everything connected and hooked up for us you make this incredibly easy for me and ben both so yeah, i appreciate no you and we'll check in with everybody else next week